Hello. Hello. And welcome. My name is Matt. My name is Abigail. <laughs> and welcome to the Polyglot Progress Podcast. We've that was been, a mess. We've been butchering the intro for the past two episodes, I think. We kind of yeah, got But that was time. that was actually that was a mess. I agree. All right, so uh, this this week on the podcast, this episode, we're going to be talking about whether we prefer learning alone or in a classroom, learning languages, that is. It is and by learning alone, podcast. we just kind of mean learning independently. It's not necessarily alone. We might use a tutor. We might, like on t- italki or a website like that, that we have to find on our own. We might learn it with a friend, but it's just something where we're not in a classroom. We don't have that kind of thing going on. Excuse me, phone. Um, <laughs> yes, just anything outside of a... Um, independent learning. Do we prefer that? Or independent learning classroom as learning. to classroom study. And I think that this one is also really interesting and relevant right now because Matt's currently self-studying two languages, but he's self-studying them so that he can take them in school next year at not the intro level. Mm-hmm. Like He's taking second year and third year of... Spanish and French, respectively. So, your self-studying is moving to classroom learning, so it's going to yes. be... It, it'll be a big change. Yeah. And I, I find that interesting as well, because I think in the past, you've always said you really don't like classroom learning at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I find it I interesting mean, that instead of choosing to just self-study both the languages completely, you are self-studying to have classroom learning. Yes. And the thing is, I think the reason for me to go from self-study to learning in a classroom is because I just want the languages to be a part of my daily life mm-hmm. next year. Um, and so ultimately, I'll be taking three languages at school next year, German, Spanish, French. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want that because I want to uh, get more into languages in my educational sort of life. Yeah. And uh, I want that to be sort of a goal of mine uh, c- career-wise, I think. But, uh, yeah, learning languages alone, I've always much preferred, and by alone I just mean studying them by myself, um, outside of the classroom. I've always much preferred, I feel like I can make more progress, um, but I think there are a lot of pros and cons to both. Yeah, so do I, and I actually, this is gonna be interesting, I feel, because I think most of the things that I wrote, I actually prefer classroom, I feel like, um, with all the notes that I was writing before this podcast so i think it's going to be interesting we can have a little bit of a debate here yeah as to what which is um preferable and again we talked a lot about this last week but again it just depends on the person i I totally agree and i also think we should mention that we're both students in the american education system yeah which we're from america we're from america if you can't tell based on Um, we're also both public school students public school students um or well from different states i mean i'm kind of like out I'm in limbo right now because I, I graduated high school, but I haven't started college yet. So um, so you're talking about your past experiences. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I don't have any experience with what a college class is like. Well, besides, I sat in, in on a class once, but it was not at the college I'm attending. So, yeah. I mean, I, I loved the class that I sat in on, but <laughs> I'm not going there. So. <laughs> so, so basically, we're just going to be, and we were also from two different states who probably have two different Oh, well, we also, we just have really different things. To, like, also, Matt's in an IB program. My mm-hmm. school doesn't even offer IB. I, my teachers, like, I've asked about it because I wanted to find a way to take that online. Like, I really wanted to be in the IB program when I was um, in high school and when mm-hmm. I was at the age that I could start the IB program. But, like, everyone was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> What's an I, what, just, just stay with us. Like, don't do anything outside of school. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah. I don't know, like, and then, like, last year I managed to do half online, half in school, and it was a lot better, because that's <laughs> what I had been waiting for, and then it ended up being just as good as I thought it would be. Um, <laughs> but there were a lot of issues there with doing things outside of my actual school. But your school is a bit more, you've got the IB program, you've got lots of different levels for your classes. Like, we don't have, the, there's, like, one to two options for each class at my school. For languages, you mean? Just oh. for everything. Okay. Like, we just don't have a lot of options. And so then, um, with languages, there's even fewer options as well. Okay. Um, because m- for most kids, like, most kids don't, take a language their senior year because yeah. you only there's need to big, take three years to graduate there's a big push in the the general populace of kids um to not take a language it's like to get out of the language curriculum yeah as like soon as i know can. with my school like um my french class that i took this past year was technically two classes combined it was ap french and um french five um combined in one class because we just we physically could not have two language classes without it being a class of like two kids Mm -hmm. so um like we were two separate classes and even then there was nine kids I think in the class Mm -hmm. um so like that just kind of shows it and even like I know I have friends who took Chinese and there were two kids in the class wow um so, like, if one was absent, there was literally one kid in the class, which uh, I was like, man, I wish I'd started Chinese my freshman year and was there, See, because that would have been a bit a like class. a little tutoring thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that Like, that sounds like fun to me. Like, cause, me too. Um, I guess it kind of sucks if you're a kid that, like, doesn't want to do the homework for that day, and then you don't, because... <laughs> but the thing is, they were both really into Chinese, and... And see, um, at one least of... one of them is majoring in Chinese. I don't know what the other one's doing. I don't think she knows yet, but I know the other one has told me she's majoring in Chinese. But that's the thing. Sometimes you have students who are very interested in the language, but in the public in the public school system, um, most kids in America, at least, are not interested in learning foreign languages. And that's just yeah. I mean, it's it's the sad truth. But then you yeah, have a few I, who I it's a passion for. I do feel like for. your school has a lot more kids that are interested in it, even if they don't take it in school. Like you've got so many friends that have been like, "I can lend you my Arabic book or whatever." Like you just mm-hmm. seem to, and maybe it's just that you found all the kids, but even like. That still feels like a lot more than the kids that I have, and I wonder if part of that is, like, you guys have the IB, and that's, like, a whole, like, worldly kind of thing or something. I don't know. I'm not sure. But, like, I know, because even we were at a party the other night, and Matt was talking to a bunch of people, and, like, all of them were taking three languages next year. Yeah, I was surprised by that, like, too. I was like, oh my gosh, we don't even have anyone that takes two languages. Like, yeah. I don't think we can even take three languages at my school. Like, they, they steer you against, like, the guidance departments would steer you against taking more than one language. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so I, I don't think you even could take three to four languages, <laughs> um, which is, so I guess that's also another thing is I think a part, part of the problem is this isn't necessarily a preference with learning alone or in a classroom, but like, it's, it's harder to learn in a classroom. Like you don't have as much of a choice, at least at some schools. And like I had down in one of my notes, um, like learning in a classroom, at least for me limits what languages you can learn like my high school offered four languages um the college i'm attending next year doesn't really have many advanced language programs they offer maybe a good handful of languages in the beginner level but then you can't really go much beyond that which is also really limiting Mm -hmm. um and also just like being in america like i know in europe there's a lot of like cefr classes yeah like you can go to like c2 french or whatever or like b1 german like classes i've never seen any classes like at least around me i have never seen 
any type of classes and maybe it's because we don't have something like the cefr that we can set up classes based around Mm -hmm. but like i haven't seen anything like for adults so like if you're out of school like i don't you have to self-learn at least by me english building like buildings that um offer english classes for spanish-speaking adults but that's all i see and that's because sadly um english is so forced here i think but um we, oh, yeah, we talked about last last time the implication of, like, your native language and how it influences what languages you can learn. Um, but, so, if you had to say you have to give one answer, you prefer learning alone or in a mm-hmm. classroom, what would you say? I, like, I feel like I don't know my answer because part of it is I've only experienced two languages in a classroom. Spanish when I was in elementary school and then... I moved to a different system with, like, middle school. I took Spanish. And those were also two very different styles of teaching Spanish. And then again with French in high school and second half of middle school. Well, putting it this way, you can speak French now. I don't know if I'd say you can speak Spanish, though. I mean, I, I've forgotten the majority of my Spanish. And the thing is, is, like, I can understand spoken Spanish, like, listening-wise. I can eavesdrop on Spanish. <laughs> um, not super well, obviously, because I haven't like worked on listening to spanish it's just like my french and esperanto and little bit of spanish knowledge have allowed me to develop enough that i can listen to people speak spanish and know what they're saying Mm -hmm. um so i mean yeah i can speak french um but again like i've only had two experiences and both of those have been well i'm guess i guess other than the two years of spanish i took while living in connecticut all of my language experience in classrooms has been fully taught. It's been like immersion style where it's been fully taught in the language. Yeah. And I know you, your experiences have been not taught in German at all, like fully in English. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this, is, this was my first year when they started, um, like I was being taught grammar, German grammar in German. And mm, so like, see, like I I've really always had taught completely in the language no choice you're not allowed to speak english at all you like every time you speak english points go off your grade and that's how my teachers would like it but just the sad point the sad fact is not enough of the kids understand what's happening not everybody that one of my one of my cons here of the classroom is that not everybody's at the same level but the teacher needs to keep moving forward Mm. and but at the same time those kids who aren't at the same level but then shouldn't you also think maybe those kids should not be in the level that they're in though yes like you're in an ib german class but there's several other levels of german offered that they could take isn't there yeah so yeah it's very i mean technically speaking if they if they are not at the ib level maybe they should be taking a different level of german abigail i completely agree with you (laughs) but my school offers a self-placement program where kids can choose what classes they want to be in and the teacher has no say oof that's but if you want to put yourself into oh it's very frustrating but i mean i feel like that's also just not a good idea on the students part like they can't be getting that grade of grades um so i mean uh advice for people who are in a self-placement thing actually place yourself where you belong yeah colleges will like it better if you can get a high grade than being in a higher class than you belong in Mm -hmm. i totally agree um because i assume that's why they pick the higher classes is because they're like oh the college will want to see that i took ib not level whatever you call them but nice you failed that class cool yeah that like that's just don't do that but um but something i love about classrooms is -hmm. the way it takes you through like okay so my experience with german from sixth grade through now going into my 12th 12th grade year so that's about six years um, you're on your seventh year, I think, now. 
I think so. Because I think we were talking about it because it was strange. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because you're a year younger than me, but you're yeah. a year ahead of me in your, like, language. Like, I took mm-hmm. my fifth year of French my senior year because you guys start your language a lot earlier yeah. than we do. But, um, so, like, starting German in middle school in sixth grade, you, you start with the very basic things. And it's very nice mm-hmm. because it's very basic and you can take your time to grasp because, like, those first three years are basically level one. But... That's also interesting. Like, yeah. we don't have that. We You get your basics and then you move on. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But um, it's, it's interesting because I re- remember those years as sets of vocabulary. And it was basically, like, weather, around the house, mm-hmm. at school, pencils, books, <laughs> pens. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, it, it was very much broken up into that. And, like, similarly as you go up into high school, I think. Um, but... That's what I like is that it's broken up into vocab. Mm-hmm. I, I like that it gives you the vocab you need, not the vocab you want, but like I mean, no not the vocab a... you want, the vocab you need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually made a note about that because I said it's easier to know like what to study. Like they give you the the vocab list. Yeah, you don't like, need to choose. You need to learn this list of vocab, which is on items in your house by Friday. Yeah. Memorize them. And then be able to use them in sentences, like your homework is to write sentences with them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then a con to that is that limits your freedom. Like what you said, it's not the I vocab totally you agree. want. I um, totally agree. Like, because I mean, then technically speaking, I could make myself vocab lists for German as I'm learning it. And then I could be like, you know, I don't want to talk about household items. It's probably something I should learn pretty early on. But no, I could I technically be like, I don't need household items. I'm going to learn religious terms so i can have deep religious conversations with people yeah um learn philosophy why not like i mean and that's also helpful if you're a person that like you want to learn it for a job too like if you're Mm -hmm. like a business person like you're not gonna learning german to to go into engineering yeah you do not need to know about the weather necessarily like to talk to people you will but like you you get what i'm saying yeah but if you if you like you can learn that you can choose to learn that later like you could learn terms that you'll like because you know what you say in your everyday life yeah and if you don't talk about certain things you don't need to learn them at first necessarily and that's something you have a choice with if you're learning alone but if you're in a class you have to learn what they tell you to learn and sure you can learn extra on top of that Mm -hmm. but you also just have to learn what they tell you to learn yeah like i'll learn things outside of class and i'll i'll um use them i'll like inject them into conversation in class, uh, partly to make myself sound smarter, partly to get the practice, because <laughs> I, I love to do that. Um, but also, I think something that like school and classroom instruction takes away from um, self-study is that language learning is lifelong. It is not mm. until this exam. Like You need to know this yeah. by the exam and then forget it. Because that's I very much how language is taught. partially just a personal thing, though. Like, I feel like sh- the lang- like classrooms, at least in American public high schools, do not enforce, like, do not encourage lifelong learning. But again, it is up to the person. Like, sure, for yeah. me, I could have just given up um, after the AP exam this year. And I, I know lots of people who did. I know lots of people who gave up before the exam, <laughs> to be honest. Because, like, they were in college and they, they don't want to do anything with French. Mm-hmm. But, like, for me, it's a thing where I'm like, oh, now I have to figure out a way to keep French in my daily life because it's not something I have every day in school anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's not going to be easy for me to find classes as an adult. Like, sure, I'll have it in yeah. college, but then after that, and I mean, online, how, do I, how do I keep using French? 
Um, I mean, italki online. Like, yeah. There are a ton of answers but for then you. There's but you also just, daily... I'm, I'm reaching that point where it's also just a question for me of what do I do with my French now? Because I'm getting to the point where classes aren't necessarily needed. Like, once I'm done with college, like, I'm probably not going to need a tutor to talk to necessarily. But I need to find ways to make sure that I don't let my French get rusty. Like, I need to just find books to read. That's probably what I'm going to be doing this summer. It's like mm-hmm. finding more movies and books and things in French. And well, just that's like what I've been doing. I've been actually watching. I've been doing that with my German. I've been watching the Heute Show and things on the ZDF uh, network because um, that's available on American internet at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but then for French, I've been watching movies just because like that's something I want to do with my French is like I want to I, I like I'll be writing film papers on French cinema so I want to get involved in French cinema mm-hmm. um and like that's a big part of French culture that I enjoy yeah so like um there's like there's a plethora of work for you there to just like skim through and find what you like yeah yeah and, it's know, one of those things where like I mean I already watch French movies because like I'm, I'm majoring in film and French like and like I really love like the French film culture and stuff like they they've got a really like growing film industry and it's a really great and um like i i'd love to get to be a part of that at some point because those are the two things that i'm studying so like i i'd love to get a job in france at some point working on a film that Mm -hmm. would be great um so like that's a thing that i can use with it and books and stuff it's just part of that like need to motivate myself because i mean i have uh, like i have to hold myself to watching movies like that sounds so weird for most people like most people are probably like i need to do something productive i'm like no i need to go watch a movie because again like i need to be getting experience watching movies and stuff so i, I just need to remember to do that and then just do it in french and i feel like i'll be fine because i also i tutor you in french so yeah. that helps and i've got a side note question for you when you watch foreign movies mm-hmm. um in a target language yep do you ever sit with a notebook and watch the movie and write down any keywords you hear or like mm. Anything you uh, you think you'll use? I haven't. And I, I mean, I don't know. Because I feel like that would... I don't know. Cause I, I just feel like it wouldn't help German. me for much. I feel like I'd need to pause constantly. That's, that's but it exactly also depends on the language and what level I'm at with it, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like with French, um, I'm at a level where I can understand probably 95% of the film. Yeah. Even if it's like... I don't want to say adult film because I don't I don't mean that. But like I don't know, not an easy like not a kids movie. Like mm-hmm. something that's a higher level. Like I still understand about 95%. So when there's like the one word that I don't understand, I can typically figure out what it is. Yeah, context um, context important. So I mean, that's not usually something I need notes for and then like I I mean, I think it's also different because I really try to watch things that are at my level at the time. And yeah. read things that are at my level, and mm-hmm. I think that's something where people are like, "You're not going to learn much from that's, that's what I'm watching doing right things now in because, like, you'll it'll be too far, and you'll just be reading subtitles or like that kind of thing." But like, I German, I only watch kids things right now. Like, I only watch yeah. kids shows, kids movies, because that's the level I'm at. That's the level I can understand and comprehend, and not need subtitles for. Mm-hmm. And so. Like, I've watched German movies with subtitles, but it hasn't been to necessarily improve my German. Um, it's helped because I can pick up words I know here and there and be like, oh, yeah, I understood that line completely. But I don't get as much, like, try and get as much out of it. Yeah. Like, I, I do that just for the sake of reminding myself why I like German or something like that or finding <laughs> some connection with the culture or something, like watching a movie and enjoying it and being like, oh, the German language is pretty, like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not to learn new vocab necessarily i guess and i mean i suppose you have that option when learning in a classroom 
Um, but you have that option learning alone, I think, a lot more. I mean, there are people who, uh, what, what's the guy's name? The guy we watched who learned um, German through Xbox. Oh, um, the Polyglot gr- Grind. The Polyglot Grind. He's an uh, amazing YouTube channel. If you want some motivation or just to see an amazing Polyglot in action. Um, um, Although, but he learned German through Xbox by talking with Germans. Yeah. Not by necessarily just watching, which is a little bit different. We should clarify that. Like, mm-hmm. he played it with Germans and learned by speaking with them. But again, yeah. that is really different from classroom because you can't choose to yeah. speak through xbox like you have to just speak about whatever the teacher gives you or whatever mm-hmm. but also and then you have you have the the sad part of classrooms again you've got different levels all over the place mm-hmm. every every person's at their own on their own hill basically and they've got their own obstacle ahead of them but um when it comes to like a speaking exercise and it's like oh turn to the person next to you and talk about mm-hmm. this it's like well I, I have a note here which is just it makes speaking awkward and unnatural yeah, I feel like actually that's one of the things like um I have a lot of issues with my French accent. Like it's it's a real problem for me. I really don't like the way I speak in French. And it's probably not as bad as I think it's it not. is. But like it's one of those things that I really hate and I know that part of it is that when I first started speaking French, I had I was like working towards the proper accent, but it's one of those things where kids just turn and talk and they speak with like they don't care they don't try and they don't try at all they like and it's like the cool thing to not care or whatever <laughs> and i feel like talking with other people that just weren't trying like i feel like i started to slack in how i spoke and now i'm trying to get it back but like with language learning like you really have to start trying to pronounce things correctly from the beginning mm-hmm. and i feel like i just set myself back a lot with that because it's one of well, those things i feel like even worse than like you said it's sad that kids are at different levels but i think it's even sadder when people don't try could be at the level it's just that it's it's cool to not like try yeah see i don't have that i've just got the, the class is so far ahead of the kids and the kids almost have too other, too many other things to worry about or just don't want to at this point like the class lost them well i mean i think the class has lost a lot of people like class has lost people for me too but i think it started like they if they had kept up with it it would have been fine it just became the cool thing to just like turn and be like you know can we just not do this conversation and pretend we did and then turn <sighs> away from each other again like okay. it's one of those things where no one actually even does the stuff so like that's one of those things is like i'd turn to the person ready to have the conversation and they'd be like just let's just not and i'm like okay well and i've learned norwegian alone to an extent um never being taught in a classroom setting a traditional classroom setting but every now and then i would join a group of uh, norwegian learners and native speakers on skype and we would have a classroom-esque time where we would talk about a certain grammatic function um Hmm. And then we would have sentence exercises. And, like, the one time I joined, everybody was way ahead of me. And I was, like, they get, came to the speaking conversation, like, write a sentence using this. And I, like, totally didn't know what was happening. And I'm, like, hey, everyone, I'm sorry. I'm just, this is too advanced for me. And they were, like, oh, it's no problem. Just write something, like, very easy. And I, and I could do that. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't over, like, too much pressure on me. Yeah. But also, um, it, it, it was... To an extent, that classroom problem. But I mean, mm-hmm. I was able to learn outside and then come in and learn outside yeah. and then come in. So, um. I also, though, I have a, another point that's kind of related that mm-hmm. is also very different. Like, a classroom gives you a place to practice speaking, though. Because I, I yes. feel like for me, like, it, it's hard to get the speaking practice you need in on your own. Yeah. Because you either have to pay someone to talk to you, and that can 
if you are a person that doesn't have a lot of money to be spending on people, which is something that you and I run into mm-hmm. a lot because, I mean, we're, yeah. we're students without jobs at the moment. Like, we, we can't afford to constantly be paying someone every single day to talk to us, yeah. which is what you get in a classroom. Um, so, like, it does provide you with a conversation. I guess it does just really depend on who you're, you're with in the class, whether mm-hmm. it's going to actually help you or not. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I've had the problem where, I mean, like I said, my class is taught uh, in English, mm-hmm. where I'll answer in German, and then the teacher will respond to me in English, and I'm like, no, just talk talk to me in German, please, because I, I want the practice. And, um, and like, we, we run into German people in the city, and I'm like, I need to talk to them. I just mm-hmm. want to. I need to hear it. Because, I mean, I have a personal connection with the language, and I miss the country, and I miss hearing it all the time. And so, like, it's just love of mine. Mm-hmm. And, um... And it's the same, like, well, like, we, we play the game when we walk around in the city and we hear a language and we try to figure out what language it is. Um, like, that's, that's me all the time in my daily life. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I almost, the classroom isn't enough of that for me. You know what I mean? Um, but it's a good amount and it's a good start. But I just think learning outside, you have so much more freedom. Mm-hmm. You have options to just to make friends in the language. I mean, like like the polyglot Ryan did on Xbox. He had speaking friends to talk to, and then he wound up going to Germany. Yeah, I mean, I guess there you can counteract my point of you you have to pay to talk to someone. If you can find something like that, where you, find you, you just find people that are willing friends. to talk to you, yeah, then saves you that. Like, I mean, on Tumblr, you've got study blur. I mean, lang blur. Yeah, but that's, um, that's again, that's writing. And the thing with me, what I'm saying is I have trouble finding ways to conversate, I guess, mm-hmm. like with languages I'm self-studying. Um, because the place I live is so just white <laughs> Americans who speak English and that's it. Yeah. Like, it's very hard for me to find people that are maybe like moved here from another country and would be willing to speak to me in their native language or find people that are also learning a language and are willing to have a conversation with me or something like that. Like Mm -hmm. it's just not really a thing that I have access to without going online and paying someone to have a half hour conversation with me on Skype, that kind of thing. So I feel like that just makes it a lot harder. Mm -hmm. I, I totally understand. And I mean, I feel like we've strayed, a, have we strayed from the topic? I'm not entirely sure. No, we're no? still saying, because that's classrooms, I felt like yeah. I could have that easily. Um, another thing. It is odd, though, because I know you said in the beginning, like, it seems like I made all these notes, oh, I do like the classroom setting. Yeah. Because I feel like all the time we say, oh, I hate learning languages in the classroom, I love, I I love don't. learning languages. I mean, as I said, like, I feel like the classroom is better for me. Yeah. Because I also, um, now I'm going to get to some of the real points here, like, number one. Yeah. I like being forced to practice um, yeah. because it's so easy for me to just stop. Like my German, I feel like would be so much better had I just stuck with it through the year. In the fall, I was doing really well with it. In November, I was like hardcore pushing it. And then I had to stop for the whole like winter because I was just so busy. Like yeah. thanks from like Thanksgiving to like March, like I just had, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas and all that stuff going on, and then it was, like, a ton of college stuff and school stuff in January and February, and so I didn't get to pick it up again until March, and then I pushed it really hard again, and, mm-hmm. like, 
I feel like had I been like just pushing it and doing even just a little bit every day, like my German would have been so much better. I, I'm in a similar situation with Norwegian. And in that I, I took a break from Norwegian around the same time you did with German, I think. I think we were slightly offset. Mm-hmm. But um, I was learning and learning and learning. And then I just had to stop because I was getting overwhelmed with schoolwork. And then I just didn't get back to it. Yeah. And like I mean, around the time when I made my Norwegian diary, I was um, I I studied a bit for review before then because it was still pretty fresh in my mind. Yeah. But I mean, that was me with Rusty Norwegian, and everyone was like, "Oh, I'm really impressed." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know that made me feel really great. But I mean, I personally, I was just like, "Man, I wish I had time to still study this language." Yeah, and I feel like every time I go back to German because I have had to take these breaks. Every time I go back, I'm like really just confused and like I can't move forward as quickly as I would be and as well like there's probably so much that I'm still just not grasping completely but I don't totally even notice because like I'm just kind of not the place I was at the time um and so like I mean that's the other thing is I said like um I never feel like I make as much progress self-learning but then when I look at it I have to remember that like I, I took five years of French. I studied that language for five years. Yeah. So yeah. nothing is going to be yeah. at the same level as my French right now because f- languages I've been learning for three months are going to be nowhere near a language I've learned for five years, no matter whether I was self-studying or in a classroom. But then the thing is, is I also, like, again, I feel like I wish I just stuck with it daily and that's something I need to start doing yeah. with languages because my German would probably be at the level that I was after probably two years of French if I just stuck with it, because I was moving so much faster than I did in the classroom. But because I took so many breaks, Mm -hmm. I'm not anywhere near where I, like, should be after this amount of time. I just want to grab a random teach-yourself book and see what level it claims to get you to by the end of the book. Oh, um, B2, I believe. B2? Okay, and what year in French do you believe you became a B2? Oh, um, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Well, I, I you would say you're around, idea. like, C2 now, like... I mean, I, 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 like, whenever I look at the scale, I'm like, I'm probably a C2, but I always knock it down to C1. I, I do So I too. always tell people I'm a C1. I'm probably more like a C2, but, because honestly, it's just my accent. Like, I'm just like, I'm not, <laughs> I can't be a C2, but it doesn't matter, but I tell myself it does. <laughs> you, you, like, you should see the anger like on your face I, right now. If I were to take a CEFR exam, like, they wouldn't care if I don't sound perfect. Yeah. But I knock myself down care. a scale on the CEO yeah. thing. Well, I was just about to say, because you were saying you you have this base of French that you base your new experiences on. And I, I want to say we have something that I, I want to dub the polyglot complex. The polyglot the, complex. Which is basically, um, I could be totally wrong in this, but at least for polyglots, I'm going to use you and I as an example. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone else has had the experience, please share. Comment um, down below. Tell us we're relatable. Hey. <laughs> um... But we've learned two languages or uh, a language each in school, um, French and German, respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't say respectively. I can't because I didn't give a one and two. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Matt's just like she said it earlier and sounded smart. I'm gonna say so it I'm gonna too. say it now. <laughs> but um, so you learn French, I learn Spanish, German, German. Well, wow. okay. And then English this broke. is going well. So a polylog complex. <laughs> um, right. So. We learned them for so long to yeah. such a high level, and we think because it took so long to reach this high level that we can't reach a, a near level in a, in a new language 
in a short time we or like you know we have such well i don't think it's even that for me i feel like it's just that i get like i feel like i'm not doing that well with things like german but do you because think because i'm nowhere near like yeah, my exactly. french level is just i need to remember that my french level is like getting really close to my english level yeah. like it's it's so, basically become like i'm pretty much bilingual at this point and it, so I, I shouldn't feel. expect to be at that level with anything else but the problem is it's just one of those things where i'm like why when i listen I'm listening to really easy things, but I still have to think really hard about every word that's being said. In, and I still don't understand. In a language other than French? Yeah, like okay. when I'm doing German things, like why, like when you're speaking really easily to me and I just have to like really concentrate and even then like it doesn't make sense to me. But like, and like I can barely read and only, things like that. It's been less than a year. Yeah, exactly. That's one of those things that I need to remember first off is like, like, I studied for five years. Even if I was studying German every day for this year, I would not be at that level. Mm-hmm. Like I, I couldn't possibly be at that level mm-hmm. because even if my French classes had been really bad and we'd been moving really slow, that's still a lot of time for me to keep going over the same things mm-hmm. and have it become easier to just speak without thinking and that kind of thing. And I mean, like... Because I can have, we had one speaking thing where it was a debate and I missed the debate. So I had to do a one-on-one debate with my teacher about immigration into France. And I had to solve the entire immigration problem (laughs) as a member of a French political party. And then I had to do it just on the spot without thinking. And I was able to speak really quickly and like give my response and things and like... That's something I should not expect to be able to do at the no, level I'm at totally right agree. now. That's like, crazy. like that's not a thing. Um, like, so that's the thing. But then again, like, I feel like I, I wish I'd forced myself to study the way you're forced to in a classroom because my German again. If I had just done it every day this entire school year, I'd be at at least where I would have been after a year or two mm-hmm. of a language in school because at least. Like, and I think you said the same thing. You do the same thing three years in a row. But we have, like, our first year of a language is, like, really slow because everyone's at the same level. You're all just getting started. And then it splits into, like, honors, non-honors type thing with who's going to be moving faster and who's going to continue moving slowly through the language. But I was going to say, um, I think there's something to be said for any type of progress in a language. And I think it is crucial to reward yourself or just Mm -hmm. recognize your progress and i mean hey progress (laughs) i didn't even realize that it's just the point is to track your progress to see how far you've come i know by the by the time you finish that book and make your like last german diary for a while um i mean i think you're going to have made such tremendous progress Mm -hmm. i mean i i just i think that i've taken so many breaks that at this point like again like i feel like my next diary is going to be like worse than my like most and recent that's how I diary feel about my French. because like I just haven't been speaking and like I'm just hoping to like really push it like as the summer starts and like finish up my book but also just redo everything I've learned before this and be able to like actually speak and like yeah. you were saying any progress is good but I, I feel like even though I am part of polyglot progress I'm really hard on myself with everything language related yeah, I mean, there like how been... I knock myself down a level in the CEFR yeah. just because I don't have an accent that I like. <laughs> like, I mean, I I've recorded diaries multiple times before because mm-hmm. I'm just like this doesn't show what I've learned, but like I guess yeah. it does because I keep forgetting it, and the fact that I have to record it multiple times and be like, okay, my pronunciation here was all right, and then I'll you know I'll edit it and I'll upload it. Um, 
Yeah. But I'm, I mean, I have to I have to take into account, I learned this alone. I didn't learn it with the help of a teacher. I learned it with the help of a book and you. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, you, I guess you are my teacher in this case. But, like, yeah, with but Norwegian. Yeah, but with Norwegian, you didn't have anyone. No. I mean, with Esperanto, we had each other. But we were both students. That was, like, yeah. if our teacher just, like, gave us a book and was, like, goodbye, kids, learn the language. <laughs> and, like, left the classroom locked for three months while you and I learned the language. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I think that's something I also need to remember. Like, Esperanto is a really easy language. But even with that being said... We got to a level where we were able to have random spontaneous conversations with we people, which it. I believe is like something that starts at like B1 or B2 on the CEFR scale yeah, I, I, um, I said, at the Polyglot like, Conference. Like we were able to do that. And that was after like two months of actually studying something mm-hmm. like that. It's like something really short. Like we really did yeah, not put too much I Esperanto mean, work in before that. We learned it the summer beforehand and it was in November 2015. But we'd stopped by then. Like, we finished the Duolingo tree, and then we, like, stopped. Yeah. (laughs) Because then we we moved on to separate projects, or we said we were going to. Didn't really end up doing much of that. But Yeah. um, Yeah, I mean, I I feel like almost even, like, I don't know which I prefer, because I feel like everything just comes back to the fact that I don't hold myself to studying every day throughout the school year. I've been really good at it this summer i'm making a schedule video soon like a video about my learning schedule because i've been holding myself to it and i've been learning every day and i feel like i've made so much progress just within that and that's that's what made it so good in november and march with german when i was studying because i was doing it every or close to every day and i feel like maybe i don't even like classroom learning more it's just that in a classroom i had to learn every day can i tell you something yeah practice makes progress i know (laughs) it's just like Learning in a classroom every day. I've made so much progress, and I can see that I've made progress, and I don't feel like I'm making progress on my own. But it's because I'm not studying every day like I would be in a classroom. Yeah. Like, that's my own fault. (laughs) But I mean, I don't know. I feel like you make so much progress. Like, when I hear you speak and I hear you use a new word, I get so excited. But that's when I study. The problem is that I don't study for, like, six months at a time. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like we got to tie this back to which is almost better i want to come to some sort of consensus See, that's over the thing here. is i don't i don't know because I, I thought i knew but then i keep talking and i'm like wait but i don't even know anymore it's <laughs> yeah. just that i don't study i feel like i can't fully answer so, the question until i study on my own every day and can compare it so to let's a classroom. give let's give a projective answer then <laughs> if you think you this summer i feel like we both have very high language learning goals for us in considering People have seen our summer learning language. Uh, yeah, we set high goals. goals, and I'm actually about to finish, like, two goals. Or I've yeah. already finished one, technically, but I think I'm going to take it a little bit further. And then... What was that? Uh, the basics of ASL. Oh, yeah. I actually casually picked that up before the school year ended. Um, but I think I'm going to keep going with that a bit. Nice. Um, and I've been working on some other ones, too, and I'm, I'm making far progress on all those, and I think I'll be able to add on, like, extra random goals for this summer. Nice. Um, I, I already know what those are going to be. <laughs> um, there's two other languages casually getting added on there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like if, if we were going to project it, if we learned every single day, did the amount of time that I'd put in in a classroom on a language. Which, I mean... Okay, for me, it's 45 minutes in a classroom. That's what it is for me. Well, we do four day, no, wait, three days a week we had 45-minute classes. And then one day a week we had an 80-minute class. 
and then so the other day we didn't have anything. So roughly. So an hour. it basically split it in half, so that every day basically would have gotten forty five minutes, but we did have a day off, okay. um, so and we did have a, a like longer block of time one day. Um, so yeah, like forty five minutes a day, and I I think I usually go beyond that at home. So even. if you think that you and I were to block off, like that forty five minutes to an hour a day, yeah. So, so do you think that, that the the classroom formula to learn a language is correct but just it's like the the influx of so many people that sort of make it like the fact that it's in a classroom makes it a bit too much i don't know maybe i mean i i think that would be a good question to ask of people who have taken like adults who have taken those like cefr classes Mm -hmm. or if you have some other language class offered near you like i think some libraries offer them mine does not i tried to offer i emailed them and asked them if i could start a class for esperanto Esperanto no one's gotten back to me i this was in like the fall they probably don't know what esperanto is no one has gotten yeah but they didn't even email me back to tell me that (laughs) um I was like, please, let me teach a class. And they're like, we're not going to respond to you. Um, <laughs> they, like, ignore me. Um, what was I saying? But So I guess that would be a question to ask of people who haven't taken it in a school setting where it's required. Yeah. Like, if you, if it's a classroom full of people that chose to take the class to better themselves or to make their career options better or something like that, is it different? I don't know. I would know. say it's inherently different. I'd I think it would be because changes. the thing is, is what we both said about what makes classrooms so bad is that there are kids that just don't want to. So yeah. if it's all people that chose to be there, does that make it better? Is the classroom algorithm still wrong in places? Like, I don't know. I, I mean, haven't I think, been there, so I, I, yeah. can't, I can't tell you. I mean, I personally think each one, like we said, has pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're both good options of learning language but which one is going to give you better results i think i feel like if i was learning every day like let's say i blocked off the amount of time i'd spend in school on a language so 45 minutes every single day for language learning i feel like self-study would get me farther i agree um, uh, i don't think it's it's healthy or right to um base all of your uh what would you say pending knowledge on one figure on one person Mm-hmm. who's like responsible for imparting their knowledge on you and it's like you're going to learn everything from just what this person knows but when you're at home you're, you're you get you you get what's it called uh, exposure from different dialects and different people and different accents well i think it would also be interesting to wonder would it be better to self-study or have a tutor like just you and just a, a teacher basically like a one person class well, I think even like then, if they could, if they weren't set with a curriculum, like if this was like a tutor that wasn't employed by a school and had to follow the, the um the board of education's curriculum for them, if they were just a tutor that would go at the same pace that you need mm-hmm. and like push you just the right amount and know how fast you learn things and stuff like that, would that be better because you'd have well, someone with you, or in essence, are you not your own tutor in that case if you're doing self study? Well, yeah. Because, I, I mean, so. for me with Norwegian, I could not figure out how to pluralize nouns and how to do possessive uh, conjugation for, like, mo- weeks on months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was one day I was, like, going out to um, some town, and um, I'm sitting in the back of the car, and I'm reading through my notes, and just, it clicked. 
and I realized like okay so I haven't I haven't made any progress in this area until today mm-hmm. but now because I made that I feel like every little aspect of not progress that I made is kind of wiped away because of the fact that I just made progress mm-hmm. and like yeah, yeah. I think self studies more likely to be more efficient like you're gonna learn more I feel like I mean just if you're a language teacher I doubt low self-study is gonna be your favorite um well but I mean I, I feel like it's just balance. that you can get you can move at the pace that's right for you like as you said in the classroom they have to move at like the pace of the slowest kid pretty much um yeah. and then, well, I mean, well that's if they're a teacher that wants everyone to succeed then they'll move at the pace of whatever kid is learning the slowest so yeah. that way they're like everyone is on board but then they also could be a teacher that's learning at the pace of the fastest kid and just yeah. keeps moving. And if you're not the fastest kid, you're going to just be confused and you're going to lose it. Mm-hmm. And um, But that's what I'm saying. I think you need a healthy balance of learning alone and in a classroom if you want yeah. the classroom. Like if you're a classroom student, I think studying is necessary because learning for an hour and a day, hour a day or 45 minutes or 80 minutes, it's not going to be enough to, to um, hold everything that you're learning that day to just maintain it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I I think it just requires more than that. I feel like maybe all this podcast did for me was, because I haven't reached my conclusion any longer of, do I prefer learning alone or in a classroom? I thought, I came into this thinking I knew, (laughs) and don't anymore. I feel (laughs) confused and lost and scared. Um, (laughs) But I feel like what this told me is that I need to learn every day, because I feel like... If I learn, if I dedicate, if I, if you think about it, it is, it's 45 minutes a day that we'd spend on a language in school. Mm-hmm. That's not long at not all. Not long at all. Yeah. And you can watch your show like, in that hour. Even like what, how long is a school day? Like eight hours, something like that? Eight to 10 hours? It means you could learn eight to 10 languages a day. Eight to 10 languages. Like if I was going to sit down and do my school day length of time, just split up between languages, I could learn eight to 10 languages a day. <laughs> and I feel like I'd make more progress than I would in a year of school with a year of self-studying something just because I feel like I could move through it a bit faster and yeah. get through things and um I think so too yeah so I guess that all that's taught me is I need to go start dedicating 45 minutes to each language I'm going to be studying a day <laughs> because I can it's summer I have time to do that as I said I You've could learn eight now. to ten languages a day <laughs> um I'm gonna do it <laughs> Come back next week when Abigail cries because she realizes eight to ten languages a day is not a good idea. No. Oh my gosh. All my friends have left me. No one knows where I am. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Well, I don't know what I think either. I mean, I think I'll let you know what I think after this year. Well, we'll yeah, come back maybe to this topic, let's let's come back to this topic because I'll have done college. I'll I'll know what it's like to. If it's any different languages in college versus languages in high school, versus I'll, self-study, I'll have so hopefully some better self-study experience to tell you about. Um, maybe I'll actually stick to things and not flake like always. <laughs> I'm just a flaky, flaky girl. Um, <laughs> Matt will have taken three languages in school. Yeah, I'll let you know how that goes. Will he survive? Tune in next time. Uh, next time, we'll next s- it'll time still be summer. Next time is in like a year. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in on episode 57. We'll oh, see well, you then. that's so weird. Like at some point, we yeah, might hit episode we'll 100. Be. Oh my god, this that's is only weird. four? We're, we're trying to get to weekly episodes, I think. Like I think starting we'll with last week. Like we're recording ahead it, of things. It, so. This has been just over 45 minutes. So this in this time, you could have learned a language. Oh, darn. Why <laughs> was I here? <laughs>
All right, so... Matt, you don't improve my life at all. (laughs) Well, I hope we imparted some helpful advice or knowledge or just made you think a little bit. Had some comedic breaks in there. I don't think we've ever had that much laughter in a podcast. Really? I think we have. I don't know. All right, so what are your opinions? Do you prefer learning alone or in a classroom? I prefer to disagree with whatever your opinion is. Oh, well, my opinion is I'm lost and scared, so... Okay. I guess you're really comfortable with yourself. I'm found and comfortable. Well... How are you guys doing? Let us know. Or don't. Oh, and if you have any questions, leave them down below. Because we're planning to start answering questions in podcasts. Yeah. Or tweet them to us. At Pair of Polyglots. On Twitter. Yep. And so, just remember, folks. Practice makes makes progress. progress. That was a mess, too. That was a mess. I got the second two words. All right. Bye. Bye. (laughs)